Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the Soul Brother here, coming to you on a manic Monday, where apparently myself, the chickens, and the roosters all have something that they want to say to you. So you'll have to forgive me. Uh, I believe I have some uh, some guests that want to join the podcast uh, today. They are right outside of my window. They decided to walk right over there and just kind of set up shop. Um, so. But this is Kauai, and you know that is that's the island bird, rooster, chicken. They go where they want to go, and they do what they want to do. So amazing. But anyway, so I wanted to talk to you today about the lifting of the veil. So, for those that don't know what a veil is, a veil is something that it's kind of like a cover. Okay, so the lifting of the veil. For this particular podcast is going to be the veil that we as individuals wear while we're living this life. That veil is, um, it's something that is, uh, it puts a lot of us off. It's not necessarily being forthright and honest about who you really are. And in, in the long run, it just, it causes so many issues. But I want to talk about that, my experiences with it, how to counteract that and all that. So to start off here, you know, um, the biggest thing for me as an individual, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there for many people that have wondered who I am and, and what I'm all about. I've always kept a low profile in my life. That's just that's just the way that I am. This soul brother stuff is like, this is, this is like, it's like, this is something that has been in me that I've always wanted to do, that I aspire like to do. I never thought that I would be able to do it. But now that I'm here and now that I'm doing it, I love it. It's amazing. It's great. So in that particular case, it's not necessarily that I was trying to hide this. You know what I mean? It's something that was just in me that I just love to do. So in that particular sense, there's not really a lifting of the veil. That's just, that's you finding your true self and your true center and the things that you love and want to do, right? But for me, the lifting of the veil, when, when there's people and individuals that, that just act a certain kind of way and they don't necessarily represent those values or beliefs or that particular behavior, I got a big problem with those folks. To me, when uh, people don't act the way that they are, to me, you're just being fake. Um, I don't do fake people at all. And a large and a large reason why is because for uh, for the early years of my life, I was fake. I mean, you know, for me, when I walked around here, not necessarily in my 40s, 30s or 20s, but, you know, when I was like younger, I always wanted to try to be something that I wasn't. Um, I would emulate people, right? That's fair. I mean, you know, like my uncles or my aunts, I would want to emulate the things that they do. But it was as I started to get into being kind of a teenager, young adult, right? Is, you know, trying to find a potential partner in this life and, you know, work and, and just all of the things that us adults have to do, right? What I was introduced to was just a bunch of fake behind people that I don't really understand. 
And in the process of exposing them, I exposed myself. It was actually very ironic and very fitting in a couple of those cases. And what I found is that when you don't put who you are forward, first and foremost, right, you waste a lot of people's time. You just do. Because a lot of people in this life, what, what they tend to do is they tend to try to pretend to be something that they're not, right? For example, if you're interviewing for a job and you're pretending to say that, you know, yes, I've done this, I have this experience, you're pretending to be something that you're not or have something that you don't have just to get the job, right? Um, you know, when it comes to a romantic sense or dating, I mean, that's where it's like super prevalent, you know, where people just, they don't necessarily lie. They just don't divulge things about themselves until, you know, naturally you get to know somebody. And that is important because there's a lot of creepos out there. But at some point, when you start to develop a rapport with the other person, it is your kuleana, your responsibility, your duty to be upfront and, and honest about who you you know are because if that relationship goes further you don't want that relationship to be built on stilts and things are wobbly because you know there's half truths or things like that right so it's kind of like nowadays it seems that in that department in the dating department it's it's just everybody lies everybody pretends to be something that they're not a lot of people just want to fit in you know, um, they want to be accepted because they can't find a partner because either they have some type of ailment or a physical, mental or some type of, of disability that actually makes them different like than others. It's not fair that people uh, discriminate like that, but they do. And it's just a fact of nature, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that when you're looking for your potential partner that, you know, uh, you can be like, hmm. You're really awesome, but if you don't like, let's say, overweight people, or you don't like skinny people, or you don't like people that don't have clean hygiene or habits like that, right? You pretend to go along with it because you just don't want to be alone. That's a lame reason. That's a really lame reason. And I know myself, I got caught up in some relationships like that. Not because I was that way, because I put myself out there, the true self out there. But it was the potential partner. They didn't. I mean, y'all, let me tell you, I have had some nightmares. (laughs) I have, you know, experienced things where, you know, I was actually chatting with a person that was a narcissist and it actually kind of went somewhere. You know, it almost it almost had went to a point where, you know, we were almost fully engaged and possibly married. But then it was kind of like after a couple years. They couldn't keep up the facade. They couldn't keep up the lies. Things started to unravel. Things that they said previous had started to kind of come undone and stuff at the seams. Questions were asked like, well, I thought you said this, but I'm seeing this or you're telling me this and now I'm seeing this. Long story short, I had to end that relationship because one, it was toxic. I gave a lot of myself to to that particular person in that relationship. And in turn, they were only about trying to keep face and trying to portray to be something that they weren't. Um, And I'll never forget when, you know, um, when we were breaking up, the question was asked, why? And I just was kind of like, you know, this particular individual just it was it was a mess. 
and other people were involved in our relationship that shouldn't have been. And I basically said, I said, because, you know, you're just not real. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's you're not real. You're narcissistic. I mean, you know, you speak things and say things to only work for you. There was no type of wanting to compromise or nothing. Right. So in that particular sensing case, which is a good example, right, that's where a person is going to compromise who they are just because they want to be in a relationship. So for them, it was a bust. But for me, it was a waste of time. I wasted years, to be honest with you. And it was really sad. But that kind of helped me, you know, to then know what to look for in terms of a potential partner and to get in front of that, because that's how people are. Humans just lie. When we know we can lie and get away with something, nine times out of 10, we lie. It's only those true people that are honest that be like, no, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I did this or no, or, or no this or yes, that, right? It takes a disciplined, mature mind body and soul to actually be that person. I am that person. And for a long time, what I was trying to do was I was trying to fit myself into the mold that others thought that I should have. And so for me, even though I didn't actually come across as something that I wasn't, the fact that I actually lowered my standards to do something like that, I did do that. And it's funny and it's crazy because when I look back on things that I've did, work and relationships, all kind of things like that, and I see it, I start seeing a pattern with human beings, right? And I kind of alluded to it earlier. Human beings, it's like you give them an inch, they'll take a foot, right? And it was never that way. It was never that way. It used to be that when... When people met and people had something to say or if they were going to go into business with one another or something, I mean, everything was always above board. Everything was always 100. You know, it was a handshake and you knew that it was a good, solid deal. Now it's like you're guilty until proven innocent. And it's sad because that's the evolution of human. We've gotten to a point where now we're just so used to using one another. We're just so used to using one another that, you know, it's about us and we got to get ours first, you know, and that's just not right. So with my relationships or my dating, which I haven't really met a whole lot of people because there's certain criteria that need to be met for me to want to accept a person now as a potential partner. I'm very stringent. Unfortunately, you know, for people that I did talk to and so up until this point, it was a pain and they didn't really understand it. But for me, I'm looking for real. And, you know, when there's two people on this earth that are binded in the same thought. In the same behavior, in the same everything, you will find one another. God will bring you to one another. And my lady right now, I love. I love my baby. She is the epitome of just honest I had to go through all this mess and she's got stories her own and she had to go through mess to get to this point so that we could see what we were not willing to put up with. I mean, y'all, I almost married a person that was not right for me. And there was something nagging in the back of my head. And God kept telling me, don't do this. Don't do this. At first it was like, yeah, you know, go. But it was it was just kind of like, you know, 
Hopefully, uh, some things change. But eventually, it was like, don't do this. Don't do this. So I'm very glad and I'm happy that that happened. Because it's kind of like uh, what my cousin said. He's like, you know, uh, just imagine if you had got married and you and uh, you were with that person. It'd be a freaking nightmare. I was like, yeah. And to see how things actually, when the relationship ended, like uh, to see how it was ended, that was just proof enough that that person is not mentally stable. Not enough for me. So that's somebody else's problem now. And I hate to say it that way, but it is. Because I, as as my cousin said, I dodged a bullet. But not all of us get that lucky. Like, sometimes we will keep something going for so long because of reasons beyond beyond what we can even comprehend. Because people are just more needy nowadays. Folks don't know how to stand on their own and actually stand for something and be truthful. Folks don't know how to be honest. Because why? If you can lie and get what you want faster, that's what it's all about. Instant gratification. No one is willing to be patient and take it slow, delay gratification, get to know one another, get to know one another, learn their faults, their positives and their negatives, understand compromise. No one is willing to do that because everyone is in a damn rush. And for what? Everyone is in a rush like to be with one another, but they're not necessarily in a rush to stay with one another. The divorce rate is crazy in uh, this country. This is not like in India or or like uh, these other countries where where, you know, marriage and relationships are sacred. You know, this is the United States of America. You can... <laughs> You can be ex tomorrow. That's sad. But unfortunately, you know, it's, it's sad, but it's a necessity. Why? Because way too many times the bad apples fall through the cracks. And we don't know it until we actually see it. Because in a whole bunch of apples, you can have a whole bushel of apples and they can all be in a basket. But you can't see the bad apple that's at the bottom that potentially could be infecting all the rest of the apples that you think look good. But when you, but it's like when you overturn one apple, two apple and three apple, four, and then you see that there's more and more at the bottom that are just kind of fuzzy, you know, I mean, it kind of like, it opens your eyes up like to the idea that it's like, wow, is there even anybody on this earth that is capable of being honest? I mean, I've even seen church going people, Lord, uh, please forgive me. And I love them. I mean, I was a part of a of a uh, fraternity and stuff. It was a male fraternity, a Catholic. And I saw some things that I never thought that I would see from my brothers. And these were good. And these were good men that actually were married, had families. But some of the smut and some of the crap that I saw them doing, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. And these are the same people that would get up in front of the rest of the community and they would put on as if, hey, you know what? I am. I am a Knight of Columbus. I am this. I am that. It was sad. I went to some of our elders and I said, you know, I just uh, this is not me. I can't necessarily respect an ideology and a movement that has, you know, kind of a partial following. You have some people that are abiding by the uh, laws. And I hung around those. And then you got some people that are just nasty. 
And I knew these people. I knew their families, their wives, everything. It was sad. So I chose to leave that fraternity. Yeah, I was like, I just, I just cannot do that. I won't be a part of something like that. Because I have morals and values that <laughs> definitely go beyond what they have. You know, and, you know, and there's a saying that birds of the same feather will flock together. Well, I didn't want to be a part of anything like that. So if that was going to be the case, I didn't want to have my name nowhere near. I didn't want to be a part of it. Nothing. I wasn't going to co-sign nobody. So I left and I took a little bit of flack for that. And in this life, when you do things for you, you're going to always you will always be ridiculed, singled out, made fun of or pointed out just because you want to do the right thing. That's the problem. When you lift that veil and you see what's up underneath it, it's a 50-50. You don't know what you're going to get. You pray to God that you get what you're expecting. But when you don't, then what do you do? So us good people, we have to now improvise and we have to figure out like ways to be like, hmm, let me get around this. Because this is not what I thought. And then that's when you have to make up your mind. Are you willing to actually compromise your ethics, your values in a certain way or, or a not? And so for me, uh, early on in my life, I wanted to be accepted like everybody. So I tried to deal with it. And I hear all this crap about, well, everyone is different. You know, you have to accept everyone else's faults and do this and that. Yeah, you do to a point. But we can't use that same excuse when people are just doing downright just stupid things that they don't that they shouldn't do. You can't use that excuse. If we're going to be mature here, and if we're really going to put our best foot forward, if we know that we're pretending to be something that we're not or doing something that we don't do, just for the sake of being accepted, that's a no-no. Friends, I'm sorry. That's a no-no. You got to move on from that. So now at this tender age of 43, I've seen a lot. I've seen more than what I want to see. Right? I've been through situations that I didn't want to go through. But I'm better for it. I can spot, excuse my French, BS a mile away now. And, you know, and I'm very cautious. I've always had my walls up, but my walls are up a lot more now. Why? Because, unfortunately... In a situation or in a, in a community where we're supposed to be able to trust one another, you can't. You have to be skeptical at first until you have enough that you can try to base some trust off and be like, okay, I think I can trust this person. It's sad. It's definitely sad. That's not how life should be, but that's how it is. And that's how you have to just rock with it. Is it going to get better? It'll get better when we get better. When are we going to get better? That's, well, that's on us. I mean, I can't necessarily answer the question like for the masses, but the amount of hassle that it would eliminate if people would just be real would be it, it would just be tremendous. But, you know, looking at everything. With a fine tooth comb uh, nowadays and seeing things like for what they are, there's there's a million reasons all to none why people do what they do. And half of the time. We'll never know. And that's the scary thing is that you can actually be with someone in a romantic sense, in, in a uh, like in a, an employment sense, 
or just any other where you're thinking that that everything is good to go and you're trusting in people because, you know, up front, you got to give that trust up front. I mean, that's how, you know, you start off any type of relationship. But then as you start seeing things like for real, right, then it's like, ugh. that's like like when you uh, take a new job. They don't always tell you how it really is. <laughs> they just tell you, yeah, you know, it's a great place to work and they will put on people will put on. Why? Because they want you to work there and they don't want you to run away because they have some bad apples or, the, you know, this is how the environment is here or yada, yada, yada. Right. It's human nature. People lie because they need. Right. They want They're you know, and they're not willing to do the right thing. They're willing to do whatever they have to do because they're desperate, like uh, most of the times or they just need they need something or somebody. So, you know, and naturally, you know, a people, you know, like for me, my previous employer, I was there for, for going on six years. And at first, everything was great, you know, it was good to go. But then I started noticing that, you know, the more and more that, like the more and more work that I got, yeah, and the more responsibility, they wouldn't necessarily give me management of responsibility. Why? You know, there's a lot of reasons you know, I was on a Black Lives Matter council there, and we basically had all kind of come to the the uh, a conclusion that you know, for people of color or minorities, it was you know, or people that we call minorities who are not minorities, but it's just hard because there's a certain particular face or um, facade that that needs to be shown like to the general public. Now, for those that want to know, I worked for uh, Hawaiian Airlines and, you know, and and while and while I did have uh, some good uh, years there, you know, I didn't necessarily agree with the way that they did a lot of their PR, you know, because you would see things in commercials and ads. But then when you were actually there in it, it was like, uh, it's really like this here. So they obviously played the game and they played it well. And where they and I kind of didn't mesh anymore was that I was one of those person. I am a person that I followed the rules. I followed the book. I was around all type of management people that were just like pretending to be something that they were not. And behind the scenes, cutting people down. I mean, it's it was it was a really, really, really bad look. Right. And I and I don't feel bad saying it. You know, if someone was to ask me, oh, should you go work there? Yeah. You know, because what might be my poison, it could be uh, your passion, you know, so I definitely can't stop no one from that. But I can speak on experience. And, and, you know, and I can tell you that just because they're the largest employer in the state, doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best. Um, You know, so I mean, I wasn't impressed. I have been there about four or five years. And I started seeing that a lot of the things that shouldn't be happening, like I was being passed over for promotions, and things like that, when it's like all of the people who reported to me were like, why is that not you? And I said, I don't know. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing to get to the next level. But they kept on putting something in front of it. So I finally asked the question. I was like, it seems to me that, you know, when you're like qualified, you can't move ahead in the company. But when you're not qualified or, you know, you look a certain kind of way or you're a certain gender of person or just whatever, 
it's like it seemed to me that a lot of people in the management realm just wanted eye candy. I think you can read between the lines because there were some people who was like, how are they a manager? You know, no experience or no nothing, just something good to look at. And it's sad, but I'm just being real with you. Right. And you can't tell me that that's not how it is. So that's how it is. That's how culture is. That's how and not just the culture here, but that's how the American culture is. We always want what we can't have. And if we can't have it, then we're going to go ahead and pretend like we we have what it takes so that we can have it. And see, I'm sorry, y'all. I just can't live that life. I'm real. Like, I'm real. Like, if there's something that needs to be said, I mean, I'm going to be the one that is going <laughs> to... It's going to be me that says it. I mean, I'm going to tell you what you're thinking uh, before you even tell me. And I'm going to let you know what I'm thinking, right? Because to me, that's how you operate. Yeah, you know, I've been told that, you know, sometimes when you're really honest like that, it can be... a. Uh, it can push people away. I'm like, well, then I guess those people just aren't for me then. I'm not willing to sell my soul and pretend to be something uh, that I'm not to fit in. So naturally at Hawaiian, I didn't fit in because I wasn't going to quote unquote play that role. I'm not playing no damn role for nobody. I'm going to be who I am. And if you like me, great. If you don't, then great. But I'm not going to push and pull myself to be in a little itty bitty thing and try to be all okay, well, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to follow this. I'm not going to insubordinate. I mean, I was very respectful to all of my managers, and they'll all tell you that. But they also knew that there was something not right about the treatment of some people. Like, they didn't have enough to want to help me get to the next level, but they had enough to keep on pounding me with work and telling me that you need to get better at this, you need to get better at that. So, you know, you read between the lines. I've never had any issues in the 22 years that I've been employed until I worked at that place. Let me tell you that much. 22 years. So 22 minus six. That's how many years that I have worked before I worked there in NIT and never had an issue. And it's not about me trying to get promoted. It's about people doing the right thing, pretending, you know, like to be something that they're not when they shouldn't be. When people hire you and they go out and, and, and they do all that, it's expensive. I had a buddy that worked at Hawaiian and he was like, yeah, this is how much it costs per head like to hire. I was like, wow, dude. And he was like, so it sucks when we get a bad apple. I was like, yeah. But then he was like, but, you know, at the same time, it's like he said, it kind of sucks when when you get a bunch of good apples, but the apples that you already have aren't good. I was like, ooh, because <laughs> you can't necessarily get rid of the apples that you have that are bad, but those bad apples make all the good apples that you're bringing in turn bad. Again, the analogy, when there's an apple at the bottom that is rotten and you can't see it, you keep on putting all the good apples on top, but eventually those good apples are going to turn rotten as well. And that's indicative of anything in life. And so that's why the lifting of the veil is important. It's important for you and yourself, first off, because, you know, you need to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, then you're not going to know how to get to where you need to go in this life or where you're supposed to go or find your purpose. Right. So there's no need to be fake. There's no need for you to try to pretend to be something that you're not. Don't just don't do that. You're wasting your time. You could spend five, 10, 15 years in a corporate job or in a relationship or something, pretending to be something that you're not all to find out that that's not for you. Why do that to yourself? That's why that's, you know, that's why the divorce rate is so high. 
because people don't take time to understand and get to know, right? But, but if you are, but if you are that type of person that is patient, that understands the long game, it's not about what can you get right now. It's not about instant gratification. It's the long game, right? If you take your time and if you do things right, step by step, hopefully one person, another, more and more will slowly start to turn things back to how it should be. But I'm not going to lie. This country here, I can't necessarily speak for any other country, but here in the United States, we're way off. We're way off base. We lost our morals pretty much after after the Constitution was signed. I mean, it just it just all started going downhill from there. And if you look at things that have happened in recent years, I mean, just look at the it's just it's disgusting. I mean, we have uh, politicians that are lying. It doesn't matter what party uh, you're in. It doesn't matter who you bleed for. Right. People just lie. People try to get away with murder. People are getting away with murder. Right. If you know the right person, you can pay your way through. A dollar goes a long way in this country. You want to get to the American dream fast? Don't work hard. No, you find someone who can do it and and do it for you fast. It's not about what you know or how hard you're willing to work. It's all about who you know. If you know the right people, then things happen. That's the corruption that, that has happened here. And when you look at that, when it happens in our everyday lives, naturally it's going to bleed over into your personal life and how you do your dealings. And now you're here. So for and so for you and for you know, if you are if you if you're the type of person that is a straight shooter, you do things by the book. Yeah, it can be pretty it can be pretty daunting. It can be pretty depressing because you're trying to find like people, but you can't. You're trying to find like people out there. But you can't and you have to sift through people and you really have to get to know them and to understand, are you really about that life? Are you really about trying to do things the right way or are you just another one of those? Right. At some point in this country, we need to lift the veil on everything, on race relations, socioeconomic situations, race, culture, age discrimination. The list goes on, friends. It does. I mean, it goes. It, it. The list goes on. We have a lot of work to do. We're a long way from the 50s and the 40s and way back in the uh, times where, yeah, you know, uh, we had some trouble. But for the most part, it was nothing like uh, what we have now. Not even close. Where people actually put their good foot forward and that good foot was a good foot. Now people are putting a foot forward with all kind of sores and bumps and all kind of things going on on it. But they like, but it's like, but they want to cover it up and make it look pretty until you really get to see that foot and stuff. Like for what it's worth, it's like, oh Lord, oh God, you know, it's like, I didn't, I didn't uh, know that. Like, like you're not who you say you are. And then you get into that point. Should you stay or should you go? And what though a lot of us do, we stay. Why? Because we don't want to have to go through all the mess that we just went through to get to that point. I understand that. But to me, you're selling your soul. And for people that do that, they don't necessarily have your best interests at heart in the long run when it comes time like for them to really be there for you. Relationships, work, 
whatever it is, uh, your side business, even church, y'all, even church, you know, I, even church. Because I've seen things, not just in the Catholic fraternity that I was a part of, but in church in general, right? This is a big business. Lifting of the veil, this is big business. This is something that, this is something that really needs to happen. Because if it doesn't happen, and if it doesn't happen soon, we could all be in a world of hurt. Yeah, so this is just not, yeah, it's everywhere. So, so to counteract, you know, the way that I raise my children is, hey, you always do the right thing no matter what. Even if you don't want to do it, you do it. If you know what the right thing is to do and the other person, if they don't know, it's your responsibility to tell them, you know what, this is what I think we should do and divulge the knowledge that you have. Some people say, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you? My children and their relationships and things that they do is never going to be based on fiction. It's always going to be based on fact. Because in the long run, if you put yourself in a position of success and you tell the truth, you'll get somewhere. Right. You just got to sift through a lot of the people that are in a position to make you successful that are not successful or not honest themselves. So in some cases, this whole country needs an enema. I'm just I'm just being 100. This this whole country needs an animal. In every facet that you can think of, something big is going to have to happen for us to get back to this particular point. Right now, now of the conspiracy side of me, if you believe in in a, a religion, um, 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 and uh, uh, consciousness, and and that you know we all are a part of something larger. You know, if that's something that we're a part of is something that is malevolent, bad, you know, then, you know, hey, then I guess we're all headed to hell. As ACDC said, you know, on the highway to hell. But but if we all are working in a benevolent fashion to do good, we put our good foot forward like we want to do good at all cases. Like, we don't seek to try to hurt people unintentionally. Like, we always try to do what we can. If we can make that turn. And that, I feel, friends, is that with all of my research that I've done, that is where we're getting with these times that we're in. You see all these things happening. There's signs in the skies and, you know, all of the pestilences, the disease, everything going on. And, you know, you look at the book of Revelation, you see some correlations. Right? This is, I mean, this is big business right now. There's aliens, possibly UFOs, all this stuff with a disclosure. We're trying to go to Mars. I mean, I've never seen so much happening at one time. We're getting back in the space, you know, um, the things, uh, um, you know, uh, civil rights are not being uh, respected. Roe versus Wade overturned. I mean, we have a push like uh, to move uh, back into some type of systemic type of slavery where it's where it's not necessarily hey you black people are slaves but it's like you particular type of demographic you are this or you are that right this country has turned we it has turned no longer in my eyes do i see us as a hegemon a hegemon is like is like a country that actually has a lot of power but also has a lot of prestige we have a lot of power our military 
is second to none, right? But when it comes to the prestige and to, you know, everything that makes up that power, everything that makes up what we are, when you pull back that veil, what are we going to find? You're starting to see it now. Uh, Look at Trump. I don't have any more to say. Okay? I mean, if you look at uh, politicians in general, I have nothing more to say. These politicians are on, like, their private jets, you know, um, and they're taking kickbacks, or people are taking uh, this money and that money. I mean, it's crooked. Because people forgot what hard work really is. People forgot what honesty really is. People forgot how to not have a veil. Because we're so embarrassed by how we conduct our business now as, as a people, we have to put that veil on. Why? So that we don't have to see how how disgusting or bad we are. But we can just kind of ignore the fact that this is how we are and just move forward. But at some point in your existence, you're going to have to come clean. When the Lord calls you home, you're going to have to give a testimony and an account for everything that you've done on this earth, whether you're religious or not, whether you don't believe in God or you do. At some point, you are going to have to answer to a higher power, I truly believe. And when you have to do that, what are you going to say? Like, what excuse will you have at that point? To me, that should be a wake-up call, like, for you to kind of, you know, stop, shake it off, retool, step it up. Make some changes in your life right now. You know, if you say that you're a good parent, then be there for your kids. If you say that you are a trusting husband, then don't cheat on your wife. Likewise, if you're a trusting wife, don't cheat on your husband. Don't look at other people. Don't flirt. Don't do anything that you wouldn't want someone to do to you that would be hurtful. But then again, in this country, we're always hurting one another. So I think we've kind of desensitized ourselves like to what hurts. That's sad. So when you find a small piece of heaven on this earth, like I have, I found an amazing partner that not only loves me, but respects me, but more importantly is honest and will do whatever it takes for us. Not narcissistic, that doesn't lie, wants to work on things together. Yeah, I dig her. I dig her. She's amazing. When, when you find a job that doesn't ask you like to do things under the table or to or or uh, to take the shortcuts, yeah, I've had people do that. You know, a sidebar. I once had worked for a very large. Um, it was an exercise company in Southern California, and I was I used to work in their accounts payable, accounts receivable for programming because I love doing math and accounting work like programming so and we had a uh we had a accounting system called great plains for all of my uh, code heads out there so and and with great plains um we basically had all of our information we would interface from our databases everything into the sucker we'd pull reports out of here we would you know like you know all that 
So they put me on a project. And me being the person who I am, right? I'm a hard worker, but I'm honest. They gave me this project. Little did I know, some of the management in IT, they actually had created some accounts, no lie. They created some black accounts that basically, and they were contras and they wasn't going anywhere that I could see on the books. See, not only do I have to understand how to write code, but I also have to understand accounting. So I understood that hmm, whenever you have an account that is that is a crediting account, you got to have a debiting account or there has to be something to offset that. And there was a large amount of transactions that I didn't see any type of offset. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? So at first I didn't say anything because I was like, maybe it's my code. Right. So I kept on like trying to fine tune my code. I got and then I got a couple of. Uh, of advices from some peers and they're like, no, you're pretty spot on. I was like, okay. So I went to, to my manager and I told her at the time and she kind of acted dumb about it. And I was like, uh, I just need to know. I mean, this is what, this is uh, what I'm seeing. So why am I seeing this? Right. So then it didn't go anywhere. I was getting a lot of pushback. So then I was like, well, let me go to her boss. Cause I was getting pushed like to get this project done. So I was like, let me, let me, you know, I try to go up the chain. I told my boss, I need to know or else I'm going to have to go over to your boss and see because I don't understand this. And she was fairly new. So she was like trying to play the role that she didn't understand. Well, a long story short, my boss at the time and her boss and then even her boss, they knew what was going on. They had these accounts. They were siphoning money from the company. y'all. No lie on God. I put this on everything. And I was like, wow. So I brought it to the attention of my boss's boss. And it was it was it was it was something in a Hollywood movie. She was like, yeah, uh, can you close the door? I was like, yeah, sure. So she told me to sit down and then we start talking about things that have nothing to pertain to uh, to work. But I kind of knew where it was going. And it basically, you know, the message was uh, basically, you know, there's some things that you just don't need to worry about. I was like, well. I understand that, but I said, I'm concerned about this because I have an account that's not necessarily going anywhere. So how can I report on a reconciliation report that, that I see the offset over here? She reiterated her point to me, didn't really address mine. And so I was like, okay. So then I pretty much told her, I'll never forget. I said, I'm not interested in fudging a report. I said, if there's not a reason why I shouldn't do this, then you need to find another person to do this. But I said, you know, but I said, if you can explain to me why these accounts are set up like this and they're going to a place that is unmarked, then great. She didn't like that. Apparently that night uh, there was a powwow between my boss, her boss, the lady uh, that I talked to, and even uh, that lady's uh, boss, uh, this guy. And they were all friends outside of work. I didn't even know this until after the fact. So the next day I came in and I got pressure. I was like, um, and I told him, I said, look, I'm just doing my job. But I said, I found this and this doesn't seem right. So I said, I work in accounting on the programming side. So you're asking me to do something. I'm doing this. It doesn't jive. I need to see where this goes. If I can, then, then what do I know to do? I was called into the big, big boss's office of this guy. This guy was a former Marine. I have nothing against Marines. I have some Marine friends. 
But this particular guy, he was a tool. And he basically, you know, he did the same thing, but he basically, he got right to it. He basically said, yeah, you didn't see that. And I said, no, I did see that. So I said, there's two choices here. I said, I'm not just going to be quiet about it. I said, we either need to fix it or else I can't work here because I don't want to be a part of something like that. 48 hours later, I wasn't employed anymore. So see, friends, you know, when it comes down like to lifting of the veil, right, it all comes down to who are you really? Like, like, it's like when you say, well, this is who I am and these are my morals and these are my values. When it's tested, just like it was tested with me, are you really going to stand up and stand for something? Or are you going to cave in? Right? I was not going to cave in. Right? Now, I could have I could have whistleblown, but I didn't need to because someone else did. And they had some changes occur at that company. So for me, while it was a good job, it wasn't about the money. It was about, it was, it was, it was all about, you know, it had to be something where the people who I worked with were trustworthy. And in the department that I work in finance, you, you have no choice. And when you work in IT, you see things that other people don't see. So naturally they made the right decision. Because I would have blew that sucker wide open and I wouldn't have felt bad about it. Why? Because I told him, I said, I have nothing to hide here. You asked me to do something, I'm trying to do it. Right? I can't tell you how many times I have been pushed like that in my life, friends. And every time I have, I have answered and I have stayed with who I am, tried and true. I don't know no other way. So if you, and so if that's something that you aspire like uh, to do, then friends, start today. doesn't matter what you did yesterday. You wash your hands, ask for forgiveness, move forward from today forward and do the right thing. You want to live your life but without a veil? Take off the veil. Let people see who you really are, inside and out, right? Don't pretend and don't put on for nobody. No need. Be who you are supposed to be. People will have more respect for you if you do that because people can read through the BS and they can see exactly that you're not who you say that you are. Because eventually it takes for every lie that you tell, you got to tell two more. And for every that, it just continues to double, triple the Fibonacci sequence all of a sudden. Now you have so many lies that you don't know what to do. Why put yourself through that, friends? No need. If you, you know, if you really want to put your best foot forward, make the conscious decision, and do it. And don't look back. And I guarantee you that if you do that, your life will be all the better for it. One love is always, y'all. This is the Soul Brother. Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the Soul Brother here. I just wanted to say that I appreciate your support. It means a lot to me. Um, Soul Brother is homegrown from my heart like to yours. And so I'm not looking for money. I'm not looking for anything. Just looking for your support. And um, just know that I appreciate it. So if you're interested, you can go to Soul Brother. That's S-O-U-L-B-R-A-D-D-A dot com. Up at the top menu, you can subscribe. So whenever I post, then I email you and you're notified. And down at the bottom, the social links, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
you know. Look me up, hit me up. I would love to hear from you. And until then, remember to stay so full, so real, and so ready. This is the Soul Brother. One love.